0: hi I'm Corey Hawkins and I'm Jennifer Fox and we are curiously conscious on today's episode we're going to talk a little bit about um I'm going to start talking about Neptune oppositions I have some thoughts about that we'll then talk about the Pisces full moon we've got some um ingressions that have just happened and are about to happen we had Venus um oh yes Venus move into Scorpio on the 10th so that was yesterday today we're recording it's September 11th never forget and then uh later this week we've got Mars moving into Libra so we'll talk about a little bit of that, of that we've got to talk about the equinox coming up on the 20th is that the 22nd this year yes it is on the 22nd and then we'll maybe touch a little bit on Mercury retrograde so that's just a whole lot of astrological talking today um, let's start with the usual. How's it going, Fox? How was your week?
1: Uh pretty good. I'm glad that it's uh almost over. <laughs>
2: hmm
1: Oh and man, actually, I have never I'm actually I'm actually really excited that we're heading towards fall because it's my favorite season.
0: Same girl, same. Yeah, this is the first week in a long time that I was like, thank God it's Friday. I mean, I don't know the pandemic is not over, but my schedule seems to be acting like okay it's a whole new world total virgo energy for the week um yeah my kids started school on wednesday and it was like i went from zero to 90 um uh, you know of regular life i had (laughs) so i have all the anxiety about sending them to school okay you know it's like is it is it dangerous for their health um versus is it dangerous for their social well-being because i don't think they should be home and cooped up anymore it's been way too long they've been way too patient but i'm concerned about them not progressing you know emotionally or socially right um academically they've suffered so it's like on the one side of the scale it's all this this you know not progressing and having challenges with school versus what if they get sick and die so it's uh, so I, I did choose to send them back to school and there's definitely some anxiety about it on my part and there's also some anxiety on, it on their part you know my daughter started high school and so she went from not being in school for you know a year and a half to high school and, it's, and now she's a small fish in a big pond and so she had some you know some anxiety around it was just tough and then on top of it i got i had the privilege i should not complain about this i had the privilege of doing one of the um natal chart reports that i do but it was like it's a lot of work those reports are like 14 hours of writing i mean it's no shit. so it's like i went from la 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 pandemic life to back to school getting up driving to school driving home driving to school driving home doing all the chores doing doing all this writing making dinner, picking people up. Like, it was just like, super wow. Virgo. Super Virgo. <laughs> yes. Very Virgo. Very but Virgo. Will, but one thing I do want to say
1: is that, and a lot of people don't realize this, a lot of people don't realize how much work an astrological chart takes, regardless yeah. of how you present the chart as, a, as an astrologer um reading the chart researching the chart looking at specific aspects that might be um something that aren't like everyday aspects so you really can get to the bottom re- researching the nodes and those it's it's yeah one hour of reading for a person can be a lot of research and time for the actual re- astrologer who's preparing the report whether they do it through writing or however the delivery is it's not i mean the the, you i don't i have never met an astrologer who just pulls up a chart and and reads
0: and let me tell you what if that but yeah yeah, no 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 and i if you go to an astrologer who does that i would say save your money
1: unless they are
0: like such a seasoned veteran like i would expect you know maybe rick levine could sit down and do that with a chart he's been doing astrology since yeah. before the dawn of time <laughs> yes yes <he> has. <laughs> but yeah if somebody like somebody's like oh i'm just looking at your chart for the first time don't go back to them because the, it is you're right it's like at least twice as much work on the back side and you know and two of these natal reports i was sitting there man i had like like stacks of books around me i'm like oh how do these things interact oh let me oh 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 you know oh, it's a lot I mean, of work i've been I,
1: reading i've been reading now for over 10 years almost 15 mm-hmm. years and it's you know it, it, you never stop learning in astrology i don't care if you have been reading for 40 years you've never stopped learning in astrology because the, the heavens are constantly changing but i didn't yeah. want to interrupt your your i didn't want to interrupt your role but i do i do think people need to understand when you contact an astrologer you know there's a reason why astrology should cost cheap. A, should mm-hmm. cost more than a massage. We both used to be massage therapists. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I used to not charge that much for astrology, but it just is so time consuming. People just I mean, even just my memes, my weekly forecast. I mean, that's a lot because I have to look at all the aspects and distill it down to the few aspects that I think are really important. And mm-hmm. sometimes, of course, I like asteroids. So a lot of my aspects are kind of the the left of center ones, but you know, and sometimes I don't talk about the big ones because I know everybody else is going to be talking about it so why do you want to hear That's that true me?
0: So, and sometimes the more yeah. obscure things the well I shouldn't say the asteroids are obscure but they're more obscure than yeah. Neptune say um sometimes that takes more work because you have to look harder for research sources you have to process more internally like okay well how do how do I think this given all the stuff, I think those are more work because there's not as much groundwork they are. there.
1: And you know, for me, the way that I do a lot of that is I just, I I look up their mythology yeah, um, no. and I synthesize that mythology into the house and into the aspect and into uh, the other planets because I think that that mythology is really kind of the archetype, it's the essence of, of uh that particular asteroid or or maybe celestial object. So it it you know it's not um it's just you know it's, it, it and every time I read for somebody there you know especially if they just kind of like oh uh, yeah why do you need the town why do you need the time why is the time important mm.
0: <laughs> like let's have a whole class on that oh, <laughs> oh, like, so sit down. <laughs> uh, okay
1: so obviously and then, then when you actually do a reading for somebody who's really kind of a newbie to astrology, I think it really kind of blows them away because there's so much accuracy when you've never met somebody or know anything about them at all. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's one of the reasons what, that I have always been fascinated with astrology. And I keep coming back as a student, a practitioner, a teacher, because it, it just informs so many things that you can't get anywhere else
0: yeah my husband and I were talking about that this morning and he was making breakfast and I can't remember what he'd said but it was something about a horoscope and I was like you know I think horoscopes are crap and actually I'm astrology might even be crap I'm not sure but what I think it's useful for is that it is a set and series of archetypes that you can compare and contrast yourself to as a method for growth and understanding you know, it's like if somebody is, a, you know, you have a, your son and fill in the blank sign and the archetype is this, you measure yourself against it. Oh, yeah, I am a lot of that. Or, oh, I'm not much of that, maybe. But and now it's accessible to me because, yeah. you know, or, oh, that kind of explains my dark side. Now I've got inside of this archetype, there's a remedy for my, you know, being on the low vibe, etc. So.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, when you look at the, if you look at space, you look at even just the earth, you look at plants, you look at the physicality and the physiology of a human being or an animal, that, that, is, that, that is so intricate, intricate how all those systems work. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's divine design, right?
0: Mm-hmm, and you, mm-hmm.
1: you can't imagine that that came without some instruction manual. And no, so I the
0: agree. The
1: fact mm-hmm. is, we all have come with an instruction manual. Even things mm-hmm. have come with an instruction manual, and yes. that's why, that's why it, it's Virgo season, and that's why it's so important to have the details, the exact time, to have uh, to have the, the placement correct. And you mm-hmm. can get so much information, so much information, and I just think it really just informs people, it informs me about myself. It's just, I haven't found anything else like it. Therapy, you know, books, nothing. I haven't found anything that is as, it's just so finely, it's just like a fine perception that you get when when you start to understand yourself through astrology, I think.
0: I agree. I agree. I want to um, backtrack on something I just said is that, you know, for all I know, astrology could be full of crap. I I kind of approach everything that I believe with, and I might be wrong, um, but I believe it because it resonates with me. Now, if somebody were to say, Corey, for, you know, in, in real terms, do you believe in astrology and why? I'd say yes, because I have a very uh elementary understanding of how atoms work i know that they're based on vibrations i know i vibrate in a certain way i know saturn vibrates in a certain way i know at a subatomic level there's no space or distance between me and saturn and that we are interconnected inextricably and so where it was when i was born it makes absolute sense to me that that would impact me What you know what its state of being impacts me so I wanted to just I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave this conversation with and I think astrology might be crap. I do know though that I could be wrong.
1: Well, I think you said that very nicely, and I appreciate the humility in in that statement.
0: So. Thanks, because I could be wrong. We all could be wrong. I think that um I think every, I mean, not to boast myself, but I think that everybody could use a little, I might be wrong because we'd argue a lot less um anywho
1: just don't say that to a leo i'm just kidding (laughs) not really (laughs) i know or a
0: capricorn no i'm just kidding
1: well you could say that to me it just depends on my other placements because i mean one of the great things (laughs) one of the great things about uh depending on your placements is even if you're a capricorn you can hopefully you can still laugh at yourself and i think capricorns as they get older get less uptight because they're they have they lose their, their, they lose their obsessive need for control as they start to age a little bit. Yes,
0: yes I think I just re, uh, wrote about this this week. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that Capricorns, it's, it's the uh, Capricorns have this sense of responsibility that they can't get rid of. They're responsible for themselves. They're responsible for everything in their orbit. And I think that one of the lessons that Capricorns learn is that the ultimate responsibility that we have is to create space for ourselves and for others to have an experience. <laughs> and I think when, when you can get that, it's like, oh, so me being responsible is me just really creating space, creating space for myself to mis- make mistakes and learn. And as long as I'm learning that I'm fulfilling on my, my reason for being, create space for others you know what i mean and i was like that allows them to be like oh i have a responsibility isn't what i thought it was it's something else and it's much easier (laughs) well and harder at the same time so anyway that's my thought on that all right let's talk about neptune oppositions so we had a neptune opposition i wish i had the exact date but i don't it happened right before hold on Okay, oh I might too. It happened right before the Virgo new moon. It was an opposition yeah. with Neptune oh. and Mars.
1: Neptune on the second.
0: Okay, so yeah, it was between Neptune and Mars. So it's about a week before the full moon and this is we have another uh Neptune opposition that's happening happening. Oh, sorry. It happened a week before the new moon. We'll have another one happening with the sun and Neptune before the full moon shit that gets on so the confusing. 14th right the sun next so the yeah so it's next. yes tuesday. i heard yes next tuesday yes so i had I heard a lot of chatter about this opposition that it was like <laughs> very um want to say bad but it was the, like the influence was really negative like oh you'll have plans that will go awry or you know your your intentions will be thwarted or it's it was a lot of like neptune ruining mars's day kind of and i was like yeah i could see that because you know mars is a planet of action neptune is maybe like i oh, don't i don't think so um and so i could see how that would play out or occur that way but to me, I look at Neptune and Pisces and the twelfth house in general as really um, areas of questioning. So um, you know, Pisces, Neptune, the twelfth house is where we house our um, our subconscious mind and our connection to spirit. And I really think these areas in our charts—what's in your twelfth house? Where is Neptune? Where is Pisces? These areas give us like a a glimpse of the man behind the curtain, sort of. We think our whole chart is like, you know, defines who we are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But really what drives us is our subconscious mind and our connection to spirit. When we experience those things positively, we identify with them so when our ego is like yes i like that that's who i am but there's all that shadow side of our subconscious mind and our spiritual evolution that we keep hidden in pisces we keep hidden with neptune and we get keep hidden in our 12th house right so when we have these neptune oppositions i kind of see it as like especially with, with the sun coming up when we have oppositions it gives us a chance to clearly see something ahead like across the room from us do you know what i mean it's not next to us it's not over in the corner it's across the room from us and we can have a clearer vision of it and i think like neptune opposed mars gave us this opportunity prior to the virgo new moon to say what are you doing is this really what you want to do why are you doing this so it's like the questioning of our actions do we want to where is this coming from is this what you want to continue to do what do you want to do right. and then we have this virgo new Fine moon in virgo perception.
1: Fine perception yeah so can i just ask uh, so i just want to say something um, so yeah, yeah yeah i i have neptune at the 29th degree of scorpio in my 12th house which makes me psychic af yes and I love it. I've always been interested in the mystical. I had imaginary friends. I see things. I've, I've had encounters with many people who have passed from this realm and are hovering somewhere in the in-between and it's never scared me. It's always fascinated me.
0: Mm-hmm. That and makes sense.
1: People, I always think when people are all like, oh, Neptune. Blah, 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 I think it's because their placements are really challenging for them. And when you right. have an opposition with the sun in the in the main chart or you know, Mars, I, I mean, I think Neptune, uh, you know, opposing Mars is like super psychic. I love it. <laughs> and I was like joking on that. I'm looking forward to the sun uh, opposing Neptune because those are the days where I feel like I just can go way out go way out there and go even beyond my woo-woo comfort zone and mm-hmm. really get really interesting. I mean, the dreams that I have during these times when we have Neptune oppositions are fantastic. And I I just, I really love them. But yeah. I, know I know they're not everybody's cup of tea, but some people, and it's interesting um, because, you know, it's kind of like how I deal with, death because also mm-hmm. Pisces and you know in neptune a lot of times when you have neptune some neptune transits depending on some other aspects in your chart can be openings to portals that you may not decide to come back from but um i just have a very different view of those things i just i because i really don't think there's an end and neptune is all about the ethereal and the possibility and the creativity for me and the connection to the stuff that isn't tangible so i Hmm. i don't know i feel very differently about those things but i get i get people being kind of like oh no it's an opposition with neptune
0: No, it's going to create illusions and delusions and addictive behaviors and it's like but there's i can see why that would be so because a lot of times neptune pisces 12th house is all stuff that we don't want to face yeah or or they shake our reality. When you find out that you know you think you're something, and I think especially with this um, Sun-Neptune yeah. Yeah. Uh, opposition, yeah, it's like you, when you think you're something and you're so solidly something, and you find out that there's a chance that you've actually programmed yourself to be that way, that you aren't actually that, but it is your subconscious mind. It's your traumas. You know, what we were talking. Um, we don't need to get into it. We were talking about claustrophobia earlier, and I had um, in a private conversation. Then, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> we, we not, not, not. Uh, you didn't miss anything. Foxy and I were talking about it earlier. Okay. Anyway, um, I had a situation where um, I was just prior to. It was in 2019. I had to have an eye procedure done, mm. and other than you know, it wasn't a huge procedure. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't a huge deal, but it's the first thing I've done other than go to the regular eye doctor in forever. And, you know, I had eye surgeries when I was a kid, Uh when I was very young. I think the first one that happened, I was about I was less than a year and a half old. So I wasn't really verbally communicative. And it was like they would put my arms in paper towel rolls to keep me from being able to touch my eyes. And I oh. joke now that that is the reason I don't change the toilet paper roll. I'm like, I'm traumatized by paper towel rolls. Oh. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Anyway, but so I went in 2019, I had this procedure done and it was the first time somebody has really come at me with, you know, uh, instruments and they had to touch my eye and I freaked out out. I and then and I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't even know why I'm doing this. And I'm blah, and like the tears are falling from my face. And, he, you know, and the guy who was great, he's like, it's not uncommon for people who had pre-verbal eye, you know, procedures to respond this way. It is trauma your trauma. trauma. Yeah. Trauma response. Right. So it's like when we find out that we have these trauma responses that affect us every day, they affect us in our communications. And we're so like sure That this is who we are. Finding out we're programmed—it's something. It's like, oh shh, shh, like how do I undo that? And it like opens up a whole can of worms for people, and it makes them question well reality. I mean, if you put it in simpler
1: terms, because this is where I thought you were going to go. That's not where I thought you were going to go with that. But like when you find out, like you know, when you're seven or eight, and you find out that Santa Claus is your parents. I mean, that is like, like what the what the fuck? Yeah. I should've known that. I should've known that there were the signs. All the signs were there. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And I think there are some people who have really strong Neptune placements. They don't want like if somebody called if somebody proved to me tomorrow that astrology was crap (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would be I would be that would like that would just put me like into vertigo and like just send me spinning. Just send me spinning. Yeah.
0: I'm a you know? Pisces, so I, it wouldn't affect me. I'd be like, "That's okay. I'm still gonna believe it."
1: <laughs> well, I have a Pisces. Because I have a like- Pisces North Node, so it's like, I, you know, I'm just like, I am all about fucking magic. There's got to be fucking magic in this world. What's the point? If yeah, is? well,
0: I wouldn't believe it. I would just be like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to keep practicing magic and I'm still going to keep studying astrology because it makes me happy. Fuck you. That's (laughs) what I love about you. That's why I love you, Corey Corey Hawkins. That's why it's easy for me to say, and I might be wrong. It doesn't matter. I enjoy it. I like having these thoughts. I I like it.
1: That is so true because if, you know, it's, it, um, so earlier when we were talking about claustrophobia, it was because I had a pet scan yesterday and I am terribly claustrophobic. And the, having the scan itself wasn't the issue it was going into the machine that was an issue for me and right. um, like Corey I just tears were just pouring down my face I wasn't crying or I wasn't hysterical or anything but just the the stress of being in a tube for 25 minutes with my hands over my head and I mean you know I've I'm 50 some years old i I mean I, it just it, it, it shattered me. it shattered yeah. me and I'm even having those conversations with myself in the tube. You are a grown fucking woman, Jennifer. <laughs> you <know? laughs> pull yourself <laughs> together. pull yourself together, you know and It's just like and I'm like trying to like I'm like literally like putting my head up against my arms, uh, the sleeves on my t-shirt trying to like wipe my tears so nobody can see that I I was having such a yeah uh, I was I was having a okay. trauma response. And yeah. it, it's just, that that out of everything, that procedure was so difficult for me because of the tube. And just
0: yeah.
1: the tube. So it's just, you know, it, it 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 just goes to show you that it's all about how you perceive and receive things. And you know, if you if you love Neptunian experiences, if you love getting high, if you love, you know doing ayahuasca journeys if you if you love doing shrooms you know you might have more of an affinity towards neptunian oppositions than the average bear
0: yeah that would be me <laughs> <laughs> i love be some neptune and saturn i, I think yeah, for this-
1: sometimes saturn i can deal with saturn because he he he's he's one of my rulers but yeah sometimes Saturn. Yeah, he he, he's a little Saturn. bit a little bit much well i shouldn't say he is i, w- I would say pluto is the one who's really kind of honking on my my prairie raid right now but
0: i know pluto needs to roll on at least get out of Capricorn. i know i know
1: he's going red so he's going direct pretty soon but anyway we're getting off topic but We will talk about him in depth when he goes direct in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about him while he's retrograde. I don't know if that will go well.
1: Um,
0: So I say all that to say this, I think that moving into the, the Pisces full moon, she's like, keep getting confused about all this with, after having this um, uh, sun, uh, yeah. Sun Neptune opposition, it will be a good thing. And let's see, is it just two days after that? The sun's gonna be trying pluto so it's like beautiful energy for asking yourself one day like hmm am i really that is that really who i want to be why would i why am i that way what else can i be of the psyche yeah yeah, and yeah. then you got that Pluto coming in and being like, "Yes, here's the energy to, you know, here's the here's I the mean, remedy for I that." Have
1: you ever had that though, Corey? Uh, like through my life, like I've had those experiences even as a kid where I'm like, "What is it really like to be Jennifer? What what is what is she about?" I've like literally yes. had those conversations in my head like I, I don't I don't know that this is who I am. I think I might be somebody else.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I have had that experience. And I think if people, I think too, you know, with like looking at the collective energy, the rubber's hitting the road as far as trying to get back to normal now, now that school has started across the country, you know, businesses are opening back up much, much, much more, much, much more. And then um, you got people going back to work. It's like, you know, we've kind of gone through the, t- the tube yeah. coming out the other side. And now we get to go like, Oh shit. I mean, maybe I don't want to work in an office. Maybe I want to find a job from home or maybe I like having my kids home first, for school. Maybe I'm going yeah. to homeschool. Um, you know, my so friend, yeah, I,
1: my friend and I were talking about this the other day, cause she picked me up from the hospital and, um, about the fact of, you know, things are getting things are actually worse than they were before. <laughs> and, and we're just moving forward like nothing's in happened. a lot of date. Yeah. And I, I said, you know, I just don't think people can dial back to full lockdown anymore because it it was so harmful in other ways. Yes. And it, yes. I, I even with the danger of being out in public I'll wear my mask, I'll I'll wash my hands, I'll sanitize, but I still want to go to TJ Maxx and go shopping. Right. And I'm willing, I need it sounds crazy, but I'm willing to risk my life to live a normal life.
0: I understand that. I do understand that. Um my f- <laughs> my biggest concern is well, my kids. You know, if it was just me it would be one thing and I and I and and i do agree to some extent with like hey do we got to do what we got to do we got to we got to wear a mask we gotta, you gotta know, try to create some distance we gotta wash maintain you know take all the precautions that we can but at some point you know something's got to give because we can't we can't do this forever that we know for sure um, and I also think at this point if we tried to dial back to lockdowns it would be a political shit show there'd be protesting there'd be violence it would be bad so Absolutely. we, we, can't, I just we think, can't
1: and there are so many psychological impacts that I don't even think we understand yet of of that time yeah I think a lot of people there's child abuses up spouse yeah. abuses up You know, addiction is up, crime is up, random acts of violence are are up. I mean, people can't handle being in the tube.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: And I'm one of them. And I remember when I was facing cancer the first time and they wanted me to do chemo and radiation. And I was like, okay, I need to know numbers. Like how, how, you know, how much of this is how, like, what's the percentage of my risk if I don't do this? And I said, okay. what is the impact to my immune system if I do do it? And when they started talking to me about the numbers and percentage points, I was like, yeah, 20%. That's not enough for me. I I can't irrevocably damage my immune system for the rest of my life for 20%. I'm willing yeah. to gamble. I'm willing to gamble with 20%. Yeah, but Those yeah. are my odds. I'm willing to gamble. And I feel like that's kind of reminds me of where we're at now and and i'm just like yeah i i am if i don't want to have to go out and 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 not live any kind of a life i mean i just i just can't you know and it's like well you're gonna have to be really careful you might have to get rid of your dogs you might have to you know you you might have to i was like no that yeah, that's happen. never happening that's <laughs> never gonna happen the dogs are like i don't care it's like
0: i it would be like somebody telling me that you know i got sophie's choice like you know you gotta yeah, yeah. live or or get rid of your children or like what no that's not gonna happen <laughs>
1: yeah it's just like it's like well you have to be more careful and dah, 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 dah. I, even after i had surgery they were like the, when I told the doctor that the dog liked to sit on my lap because i I had had surgical scar there and he could tell I was injured there so he was trying to heal me he was trying to you know heal me and she's she just flipped the flip out and she was like you need to find some place for those dogs to go until for the next six weeks I was like that will never happen I was like yeah I was like I I yeah I was like and I'm I'm still alive I survived I did not have any major issues so again i think that's kind of like that's where we're at people and now that they're mandating people getting a vaccine it's it's interesting because i think i I think a lot of people are gonna a lot of people are gonna kick back it's yeah it's
0: it's it is tough it is and it's a tough like you know well because i got all that stuff in pisces it's easy for me to see both sides and you know
1: Absolutely. I see both sides of it too, but you know, it's like I try to stick to my bubble of people and I know who those people are doing stuff with and I try yeah. to stay in my bubble, you know, everybody yeah. in my bubble by the way is vaccinated, but me, and the reason I'm not vaccinated is because I have serious issues with shellfish and people who have serious issues with shellfish have had really bad reactions to most of the, most of the, the um, shots. So I've just been like, you know, let's wait and see how they can perfect those a little bit more. If those are going to go, if anything else is going to happen before I have to dive in. But I mean, if I have to be mandated to get it and I have to do it, I guess I will. But it's like, for me, that's like the tube because I've had a severe allergic reaction. And for people who haven't, that is, that is very frightening.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's traumatic. I know I am not a medical professional, so I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that this particular vaccine, because it is synthetic, does not have sulfa in it, which I think is what is, um, the shellfish thing. To, yeah,
1: I am allergic to sulfa, but I have yeah. been told that if you have allergies to shellfish, that you're, that can be an issue with them. Okay. So I don't All know right. what, the, I don't know what the components are, but yes, I am allergic to, well, Joel's allergic to sulfa too, and he didn't have any problem. He had the had the Pfizer shot. He
0: didn't have any problem. Yeah. We had the Pfizer shot either. I didn't have any problems except that I was really tired. And listen, I resisted getting the vaccine. And now I'm at the point where it's like, look, if this is what we got to do to move into trying to be normal. All right, fine. If I got to get another yeah, fucking yeah. booster. Listen, I res—I resisted the flu shot forever. Cause I'm like, I don't trust big pharma. And I think they're just trying to take my money and it on some levels. think. <laughs> I still feel like that about a lot of stuff, but it's like if that's the salve I need to put on this wound so that we can all get moving and you know whatever to what's next, then fuck it, give me the shot. I don't, I don't want to fight about it. But uh, there was some resistance on my part. My husband had to wear me down. But yeah.
1: if I didn't, if, if I didn't have severe allergies, I would do it for sure.
0: Well, I think that if for some reason you need to start visiting the hospital more, you should talk to your doctor about that.
1: Yeah, probably. But it's it, now that I live in this state, the people here are much, they're much more acceptive of people who don't have the shot. It's a much, it's not as, you know, it, it, they're not- Stigmatic. Yeah, it's just not. Um, yeah. But again, I'm hoping not to spend a lot of time at the hospital, so.
0: Enough yeah, on uh, me day. too. I'm just saying if, you know, because I would hate to see I, the hospitals are a dangerous place to be yes, at this point. Are. even They're doctors. Famous.
1: I almost so, like completely hosed myself down with a uh, hand sanitizer yesterday as I was leaving the building. You,
0: know, you, <laughs> like can, you can, can get, get like a
1: hand sanitizer thing and drink some of that. <laughs>
0: you can get yourself like a, like a, um, what's, what's the really strong alcohol Everclear? Is that the strongest yes. alcohol? Get oh. yourself a little spritzer of Everclear and like that'd some be, kind of lavender funny. oil.
1: <laughs> when we were in college, we used to drink Purple Passion, which was like grape flavored Everclear, basically. Oh and um, I don't even think they sell it anymore because it's so so the alcohol I think they're selling sell it anymore.
0: Yeah, I think that they don't sell it in Washington State, but I think you can get it in um Oregon because it's actually good for making like if you make cordials or liqueurs it's a yeah. good base for that because it's so high and anyway totally off topic but when I was well, in
1: college it was brand new on the market that's how old I am and everybody <laughs> was trying to get their hands on some purple passion
0: so. oh my goodness I'm surprised that people survived that because everclear will kill you anyway so the spices full moon is happening on cha-cha-cha September 20th at yeah. uh what's that 7 55 p.m eastern 4 55 p.m pacific yeah. at 28 degrees and 13 minutes of pisces i think it'll be an interesting uh an interesting little little full moon um you know full moons are for giving thanks and um for releasing things and for harvesting things it's for endings completing cycles Pisces, as we've said today, is about, you know, your subconscious mind, it's about um, your connection to spirit, it's about your dream state, uh, all of the nebulous stuff (laughs) is all Pisces ruled. Um, So, you know, I think as far as an expression of this particular full moon, especially with that sun neptune opposition that's happening earlier in the week then we've got the sun pluto trine and then during the full moon itself there's going to be um kind of loose sextiles with pluto and neptune and the moon and pluto um i think it's really open um energy to release and redefine um so that's what i'm going to be doing i'm going to write a letter to uh to neptune <laughs> oh
1: i love it i love it when you do that
0: I, yeah i think that i'm going to incorporate that into uh, all my at least my full moons and you could tell um, him from me that I'm i will jennifer to, says i am not I.
1: forgiving him for raping medusa i'm just saying
0: oh okay wow um yeah. you know I, you,
1: Medusa's my girl and i'm really pissed at him about that still
0: you know <laughs> you know these 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 gods all lived in a time with of different rules Ugh,
1: i know surreal. but i still whenever i think about him not that i don't like neptune but when i think about him i'm just like oh, my, oh my god
0: you know you know my friend tony the frail straga um yes. we were having hey, having cocktails <laughs> hi tony <laughs> uh we were having cocktails last night just kind of talking about you know I don't know how we're talking about it. it must have been like back in the day conversation like so, oh remember when i think we were talking about our grandmothers for some reason mm-hmm. and then the conversation progressed into you know remember back when our grandma grandmas watched their shows the soaps you know what i mean i got to watch my programs and you know talking about the soap operas that we watched with their grandmas and the ones that tony still follows i'm like oh my god tony once they started abducting the aliens were abducting people, and they had demonic possessions on the soap operas. I was like, "Okay." I didn't know is... that
1: happened. You know, the, yes, the, when it really, when it really broke off for me, because my grandmother, my grandmother used to watch ABC, whatever was on ABC, guy, uh, uh, General Hospital, and I remember there was one storyline where there was some evil dude, and he sent diamond dust over the city of whatever city they were in, Port Charles and um i only know this because my grandma used to watch this at lunchtime and um and froze the entire city in time with diamond dust and i was like okay that's like that's like a that's like a storyline right out of a freaking comic book
0: okay yeah yeah this is getting (laughs) shit's getting weird Um, (laughs) that was yeah
1: but i did love my my other grandma used to watch a different channel and she used to watch days of our lives. And there was a character on there and her name was Calliope. Hmm. It's, you know, she's like the goddess of frivolity or something. And she, I remember one time she had like, she had like toilet earrings, like toilet bowl earrings, and she could flip the lid up. It was very
0: cool. Oh my God. I, yeah, that does sound pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the, the whole focus of our conversation was talking about how well, you know the luke and laura i think they're from general hospital yeah, huh? they were like luke the love affair but the how they got there started was pretty much like rapey like he oh. you know they were attracted to each other and, and like maybe she kept spurting his and then he finally had to overcome her and and like physically like Pluto, overpower like her
1: you and um and persephone
0: yeah and and then she fell in love with him though big after it's like, well, a it's lot like of people what the
1: fuck that is that? he was digging some of that bad boy crap that Pluto was throwing down. I'm just saying
0: it, it could be, it could be, but anyway, so talking just about the whole rape culture of it all, it's like, yeah. and you know she's like, it, she, like
1: that
2: And, well, they she she just started li- and stuff like that started, uh,
0: f- yeah, wow, yeah, and yeah, so the whole rape culture nature is is really mm. Gross. Anywho, I'm going to let you talk to Neptune about that. I'm going to have my own conversation. I'm not okay. going to bring up
1: Okay, don't bring Medusa. it
0: up. No. Don't bring
2: mm-hmm. it up. Okay.
0: It's like, you know, it's like the holiday dinner where Corey has to bring up old shit. I'm not, I'm just not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, I love it. But yeah, so I will be writing a letter to Neptune and um, probably looking at uh, maybe writing a letter to my past self about the things that i'm ready to give up now about you know my stories about myself that i've told that have become clear to me that are garbage it's like well, how do i get them gone finally it's like you know just acknowledging that they're there sometimes isn't enough so maybe going through the process of writing it out and throwing that in the fire and being like okay i'm not that anymore now this i'm fully stepping into the next what's next
1: yeah well i mean If you think about it, they say that, you know, you've got osteoblasts and osteoclasts and the osteoblasts are constantly tearing down the bone, the clasts are building the bone and every 10 years you turn over new skeleton. So why would we think that we can't be different? And that's why I hate the cancel culture because it's like, you can't, I don't think you can judge people on one thing they do. I mean, honestly, if it's horrific, obviously. There needs to be some some recompense for that, but or if it's
0: pervasive, it's yeah, it's one yeah, thing. It's like they one. show a pattern of if yeah. If they're mm-hmm. a
1: serial killer, then you've got to probably believe them if they're showing you that that's their thing. But right. but I think that just judging people off of one thing they do, especially in the world we live in now, where everything is recorded and photographed, and it's like you know, think of all the ornery stuff you've gotten up to in your life and. It's like if if somebody was like following me around with a camera, I mean, you know, not life is not a reality show, even though we tried to pretend that it is. So if everybody had to follow somebody around and that that lends itself to Neptune as well, which is all about the illusion, because those shows aren't real anyway. And nobody, nobody, if you know you're being filmed, you're never going to be completely natural on camera. It's just not even possible. No. If, if the ego, the ego gets in the way, right? And so, I don't know. I think I, I, I actually really, I really love this because this moon is going to be conjunct my Neptune, and I'm really looking about releasing some really old emotions that maybe are holding me back, or, you know, again, you know, my claustrophobia issue. You know does that really need to be an issue i mean i made it through the tube alive so why am i still worried about the tube right if i have to do it again
0: yeah you know what what's interesting so going back to the eyeball thing which i know is different because i can clearly see the source of that right it makes more sense to me the second time i went in it Mm -hmm. wasn't as bad so i think it's like every time we let and maybe that's it and the fact that i had that doctor there that was like no this is normal you know i was like oh yeah and it let me process some of it out you know it's like i just let myself have the experience i went to the car i cried like a baby i was like wow that was okay and then the next time i was a little bit more desensitized to it and maybe
1: maybe that experience actually You know that's like facing shadow right maybe that experience helped you bring something up that you wouldn't have otherwise so you could let go of that trauma it could have been a real ironic chironic kind of thing right
0: isn't it a chironic yeah so that was interesting Hmm.
1: oh i did want to say too with this lunation so the sun is going to be at 28 degrees of virgo and it's you know mars is at three degrees of libra and so it's an out of sign conjunction and interesting Uh, you know uh, it seems like we've had a lot of out of sign conjunctions with major aspects lately which i think is interesting and i think i feel personally like out of sign conjunctions are adjustments
2: Mm. right
1: because you've got the energy potentially the house of of something you know conjunct something in another house and another sign and Mm so it's just like it's different energies it's it's um kind of like a quincunx um you know whereas you've got this awkward energy because it's like in ones in a masculine ones in a feminine you know it's it's oftentimes in different qualities and so it's like Mm -hmm. giving you an opportunity to maybe look at things from a different perspective and having this having neptune involved in that i think can be helpful
0: we do have a quincunx on this um lunation that is Chiron and Aries is quincunx uh, Venus in Scorpio. And I think yeah. um, that could be an interesting combination. Like they, what they have in common is Mars. So uh, Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio and Mars rules Aries. So it's like they have that mutual respect, like, hey, bro, like, hey, gal, wow. yeah. let's High do five. this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, I was kind of thinking earlier on it, like that could be a... Um, like an active healing in a way that kind of lets things go like a good it's a good energy for hitting the acceptance portion of a grief cycle like okay it is that way i'm not going to fight this anymore you know what i mean almost like a a truce with yourself and your wound what you want how how you be and your wound did that make sense
1: yes and i think it also can lend itself to um maybe an understanding within a relationship it may not be the understanding you wanted to come to but reaching some right. sort of an understanding so you can move forward
0: yeah 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 i like that mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's great for this lunation cuz that i you know that whole release energy of the full moon and pisces has a very strong uh potential for forgiveness you know or for letting things go from a from a deeper space from your subconscious mind from your spirit self so
1: well let's talk yeah. a little bit if you don't mind let's talk a little bit about um about venus being in scorpio because she's gonna be in there for several weeks
0: yeah look <laughs> at that segue we were just all, alone. all right yeah, okay. so
1: you know i i actually i really love scorpio i have jupiter in scorpio so i've just been loving life with her she's like dancing with my jupiter right now i'm loving that (laughs) and and you know i i think venus and scorpio can be it can be obsessive but i like a little obsession i got a lot of virgo in me and i like a little
0: obsession
1: it can be a little it can be a little possessive that could be the darkest i was was gonna say
0: a little stalkery huh maybe
1: yeah a little (laughs) bit yeah but at the same time, I, I think it also gives you an opportunity to really explore like true intimacy mm-hmm. because you might be able to go someplace that's a little darker and a little deeper than you normally would go, which can actually allow you to be, uh, release some of that vulnerability. And I think having Chiron involved in this lunation is a real, yeah. I mean, if there's any sexual trauma in your life or sexual trauma that you've dealt with. Um, I think this is an incredible opportunity at this lunation to let go of some of that crap. Um, and And also I think Venus in Scorpio, I don't know why, but it always makes me think of goals, like having real passion, like in a Mars sort of way. It's like Mars energy from the Scorpio and the Pluto transformation energy of Scorpio is like infused with that desire for, Things And I think if there's something you really want in life, like if you really want that new car, or if you really want that new job, or if you really want, um, you know, some, you know, to get married or what, I really feel like this month could really propel you forward, because I think it's kind of very goal oriented
0: yeah well and sh- she's going to be opposed uranus during this lunation so
1: so sexy and awesome and i know probably some people are shaking in their boots on that one but <laughs> i mean that that could be like that could be sexy af it, it could uh-huh. also be, it, it could also be it could also be really vulnerable af
0: potentially yeah but yeah and pay, potentially with, 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 yeah.
1: but with a good payoff i don't know
0: yeah yeah let's hope that opposition up. is more about breakthroughs than breakdowns because uh, that's kind of how i'm feeling uranus now
1: <laughs> i think we're in for i think we're in for a sexy two weeks after this lunation i'm just saying mm. I mean, it, could be, it
0: could be super sexy wow wow wow, wow. good for <laughs> it <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i always i you know i am a sagittarius ascendant so i always like to look on the bright side You know, I'm always looking, looking on the bright side of things because I always think challenges, you know, oppositions and squares, they, they can be really big challenges in life, particularly if they're in a T-square, but they can also be the making of you. They can give you some of the greatest joy and some of the greatest accomplishment. And so, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's a, it's like a double-edged kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So what do you think? um, Mars is about to go into Libra on the 14th and we'll be there until like the end of October. What do you think of that?
1: Uh, You know, it sounds weird to me, but I think of this like as it's kind of hmm, kind of got a Gemini flavor, if that Mm. makes sense. Because mm. I think Mars, it just depends. It depends on what other aspects are going to come in and impact you during this time because, um, you know, Mars, Mars can be very changeful, uh, during this time. I don't, I don't know. What do you, what are you been thinking about it?
0: Well, yeah, it's, sometimes I feel like I'm the doomsday astrologer. I'm really not, but I, <laughs> I, I can, you know, I like to, I like to see both sides and, um, on the I one hand, I, w- I think it's
1: charming. I I do think there's like super charm factor with Mars and Libra, but that's just me.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to agree with that too. Yes. Smooth talking, smooth if talking Mars and Libra. If you ever meet
1: somebody and you're really interested in them, but you're not sure about them and they have Mars and Libra, watch the F out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Smooth operator. Sure. Um, so the thing that kind of stands out to me about Mars and Libra is that it's like it's adding energy to the element of fairness and justice and balance, and I think it's going to be there for shit, six weeks, pretty yeah, much. It's a long time. um Yeah, so I think the next six weeks that and we're starting to see it now. Oh, we already. need it. We need it. Yeah, but there's, I think there's going to be a lot of action and momentum added to causes that are where there's injustice or conversely it may be that there's energy added to when people are feeling things are unfair and i have kind of a i have a lot of stuff in libra Uh including my ascendant um and you love justice I do love justice. And I have an interesting take on fairness. Like I don't have conversations about fair or unfair. It is what it is. And we make the best of it, period. I do have that kind of defender of the underdog kind of thing going on. But as far as like, I don't, I won't, you will almost never hear me say, well, that's not fair because I think fairness is subjective. And I think there's a huge chunk of fairness that comes from a conversation of Me, 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 me. So I like ah, but I think that so throwing that Mars energy into oh fair or unfair is fighting words. Like I can see that there's going to be, but I think it's going to be.
1: I think it's going to be balanced fighting. Let's hope so. That's what I'm. I'm hoping. I think, and I think, I feel like when Mars is moving through Libra, that there's more of a balance between the man and the everyman
0: Uh, yeah let's hope so let's hope so i'm sure that's going to be brought to the spot and i think if there
1: isn't i think if there isn't then you know stuff's gonna stuff could turn violent very quickly but that's something you always have to assume with with mars wherever he's at yeah but i also think he's charming af in libra and i sexy as, as you know sexy as you know whatever but Yeah, yeah well, between
0: Smooth Talk be and Mars, but it can't be quarrelsome. Yeah, huh. well, next month, uh, or no, I guess it won't be until November that then he'll be uh, creeping into Scorpio and then working on an opposition with Uranus. So I can't wait till we get there. We can talk about that. It's going
1: to be I think actually, when that happens, I think a lot of the stuff that happened on the sixth of January is going to come to light. I think a lot of people are going to have to pay for their crimes, and I think a lot of there will be a lot of quarreling about that because when he entered into taurus right before he conjuncted uranus uh earlier in the year that's when we had the january 6th thing happen and that that happened
0: oh so we're going to be on the other side right. of that
1: we're going to be on the other side of that so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out
0: well that's y'all stay tuned <laughs> but wait yeah. there's more but wait there's more yeah so then we have the equinox coming up on the 22nd of what do you have a time on that because yeah, i don't have 22 p.m eastern standard okay so 12 22 p.m pacific so the equinox um now i've always heard it well and actually i shouldn't say that i don't know how many times i've heard this word pr- pronounced vocally equinox? it is either no equinox no Ma- maben. it's either oh. maven or mabone i've heard it both ways i don't know how it's pronounced i say mabon um that is the pagan name of of where it shows up on the wheel of the year i've always
1: heard it corey i've never heard i've never heard mabone
0: never heard My bone. I was like, "What the hell is that?" My bone. <laughs> it sounds funny, like I look at my, my bone. bone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it's you know I'll respect it either way. Now that I know it, when I hear it, what the hell it means. um So it is the the second to last harvest of the year. You know, the as far as the the wheel is concerned, we have the first harvest is um lunasa, which is the first ish of of august uh, i think this year was actually like the seventh or eighth because i think it's supposed to be 15 degrees of leo um mm. may happens zero degrees of libra so you said that was three-ish, three ish three o'clock ish on the 22nd p.m it's, eastern 3 well, three twenty two p.m okay um and so, so this yeah. is really about I mean, I think that if in, in the pagan world, this is kind of a Thanksgiving celebration. Uh, the next celebration we'll have will be Samhain, and um, that is supposed to be 15 degrees of Scorpio. Is it, is it
1: we, Samhain or is it Sawin? So, so, I've heard
0: it both ways. I've heard it both ways either. I say Samhain because that's how I've always said it. Okay. Um, it's not Samhain. It is definitely not Sam Hain. Um, I was really disappointed in the television. So Supernatural, you know, I love Supernatural because they had an episode that had a God named Sam Hain. And I was like, come on, do your homework, y'all. That is embarrassing. (laughs) So, yeah. So I think that if we were to compare it to secular holidays that... Mabon, mabon whatever is um is likened to thanksgiving Um, uh, so it is a time to celebrate it is a time to have feasts it you know it is a time to gather from your garden you know, as you're getting ready to finish things off which will be Samhain um and that's is like the it, it's like you know <laughs> Samhain is like supposed to be the new years for the pagan wheel of the year but pagans have like four new years and it's amazing and i really like it too because it's like if you think about uh Samhain to the um is it the spring equinox uh-huh. is austera okay uh, you know the, those are the dark months and it's so nice to like you know like probably so you got Samhain, you've got yule you've got in bulk are all like new year's is And it's like you get three New Years. So in the darkness of the winter, it's like that's fine. It's dark, but it's New Year's three times.
1: I think it's important to celebrate the seasons. I I love. I think the energetic shift of those
0: should be celebrated. I think so too. I love winter, and it. And part of me has like, I have had to force myself to love with winter. Living in Seattle, it's like you have to really find appreciation for the darkness so you have gray. to find yeah. it is gray and it is but you know at the same time it's like I it didn't take me long to figure out why C- Seattle is considered an intellectual city or at least it was when I first moved here I'm not sure if that would be the case now but it's it gets dark what do people do they listen to the radio they read they stay in they go inward yeah. There's a lot of hermit in. energy yeah. so you've got yeah. to really embrace that hermitude there's there's beauty there, it's not easy though um but most yeah, to master's have a,
1: degrees most master's degree per capita in Seattle of any place in the world,
0: yeah, because there's first six months out of year, there's nothing to do but think yes, that's true, and I think so, it could be really I
1: think the depression isn't just from the lack of sunlight, I think the depression also can be from people who aren't willing to go inward and do the work, yeah and that and, yeah. in, and when when i moved to seattle i had an intense 10 years of having to go inward and i had yeah. to, i had to deal with all the darkness and i dealt with a lot of it in the darkness because yeah. it, is so, it is so dark there and um yeah. it, it was one of the best most healing experiences of my life so yeah. i'll be curious to see how our new move is because we don't really experience winter here per se. So I'm curious about how that's gonna impact um us energetically.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. Well, Seattle is as far as my astrocotography is concerned. I can't remember if it's AC or IC or which C, but it's closest to my Saturn line. So and it has felt like very Saturnian here in Seattle. My oh. experience of it has been so many life lessons. It's like holy sh- oh but now i'm in love with saturn we're about to have our saturn return me in seattle next year
1: oh that's great Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations.
0: thanks so anyway so that's you know the equinox we're looking at the equinox chart here tell me what you see anything good well it's
1: interesting because you know i love asteroids so um psyche uh-huh. psyche is going to be in a mystic rectangle with uh, with, uh, Mercury and Libra at 24 degrees, Mercury will be not uh, retrograde. We're gonna talk about Mercury retrograde here in a sec, but Mercury's not going retrograde till uh, four days later on the 26th. And then Mercury is uh, is trining down to, where is he? He's down to Jupiter retrograde at uh, 23 Mm -hmm. degrees of Aquarius and then over to Eris and Hecate. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. a lineup. Aries and Hecate are going to be within two degrees. The moon is going to be at 21 degrees. So that's that's a hellacious lineup in Aries. So we've got the moon at 21, Hecate at 22, Aries at 24, and then coming back up to, he- to Psyche. So let's talk a little bit about a mystic rectangle. Mystic rectangle is made up of two sextiles can, and then two trines, which make a rectangle. And then there are two oppositions within the inside of the rectangle. So Psyche is going to be opposing Jupiter and then Mercury is going to be opposing the moon, Hecate and Eris. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's really about balancing like some harsh energy with some overly buoyant energy and like really, you know, kind of all the stuff that Corey's been talking about. It's like, who are we really? I think this is a really kind of a nice little, um, you know, after dinner nightcap. To the full moon in Pisces, (laughs) because it's kind of like here's Neptune, you know, really stirring the stuff. And then we've got this mystic rectangle, which for me, I always think of them as like a trampoline or as a a safety net for a tightrope walker, so that, you know, there's a lot, there's oppositions in them, but there's lots of buoyant blue energy with the sextiles and the trines and i always feel like you you've got a challenge and you go down and they flip you back up like a pancake and put you back in the game so i, I love that I, I i love this energy and i love i love psyche because psyche's your soul and psyche's moving through leo so this is really about you know just like the things that you love it's about romance and it's like you know psyche's about your soul and and psyche was married to cupid who's the God of love. And so it's really like, what do you love now?
0: Yeah. What do you? Well, and Leo now? rules the heart yeah. and Leo is about your ego. So it's like, also there's that energy, adding to the question of like kind of who am I, your psyche and your ego beat up, which okay. one do you want to express? Okay. And how can I love those parts of myself? Yeah. And I like that, that so much.
1: That's so important because, um, you know, uh, there, I, a, a person I know on the internet, she um, she posted this really cute little meme of, of, of ghosts. She's a Scorpio, and she loves Halloween. And um, she's from the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. We're both redheads. And uh, we've gotten to know each other on Instagram. Her name's Caitlin. Um, I think it's Mulder. But anyway, she's from Illinois. I'm from, I was originally from Indiana. And she lives out in Los Angeles now. She's an actress, a model, and she does all this fun stuff. But she's really creative and she had these two little ghosts. And you had the ghost with the white, the white, you know, ghost, and then the cute little ghost that was in in it was black. And it was like, and it was like me and my shadow. <laughs> and it was so cute because they were like holding little ghost hands. And, and 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 I just thought it was so cute. And this reminds me kind of like embracing your shadow and really loving all sides of yourself. And really this year. I think 2020 was really about blowing the shadow out of the water and 2021 mm-hmm. is all about dealing with the shadow but not just dealing with the shadow understanding your shadow e- expressing those parts of yourself accepting those parts of yourself that make you feel vulnerable or ashamed and and that helps also inform who you are now uh-huh. right because that trauma you had was when you were so little yeah. and it's like, who are you now? The trauma I had was when I was so small. It's like, you know, and it's still as a 50 some year old woman, I'm still impacted by that. How, when am I going to learn to just drop that bag and keep on going through the terminal? Right.
0: Uh, one of the things that my, my sister is a a therapist and she's the one that recommended that I do EMDR and I love EMDR. And, um, it's, so emdr stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing and its job is not necessarily to work out our trauma to like get it gone it's about integration of your trauma so that when it when you stop resisting it and just bring it in as part of yourself like yes this as you say it it informs me this trauma is part of why i am who i am it it just is part of me then suddenly the triggers that your trauma has become less you become desensitized to them it's the d part of the emdr so it's like when you the triggers no longer it's not that they don't do anything It's just that every time you experience them, then they become less and less and less and less because you're not resisting your trauma. You have brought it into you.
1: And resistance is so, you know, it's like I always say a life, you know, five minutes of feeling. You have to integrate. When you feel it, you're allowing it to be acknowledged and honored for a lifetime of freedom. But we resist so hard. We resist so hard to our own detriment. And you know I do it, everybody does it. And mm-hmm. it's like it's that awareness. I think this, this is really a great cycle of time. I think this month is gonna be a really challenging month for a lot of people, but I think it's a really wonderful opportunity to really take a look at your fears. We've all had to face some serious fears and find out why that's traumatizing us, experience that emotion and integrate it so that you can move forward. Mm-hmm. And re- release what you can but if you can't release it then don't be ashamed of it don't don't right. don't hide it don't feel bad about it understand that yeah this is, this is, this is a challenge for me, and you know that's okay That's something I carry with me and when i'm ready to let go of it, I will.
0: Yes, yes, I agree all right so what about next is mercury retrograde that goes retrograde on the 20 i think it's the 26th here or the 27th there yeah stations
1: on the 26th it's like 1 110 or something in the morning here so it's like on the 27th and on the eastern standard time uh but yeah and he is going to be and then we're going to have like so many retrograde planets it's going to be insanity but yeah he's going retrograde until the. 18th, so he goes direct the day after Jupiter, and maybe on the nice. west coast it might be the same day. But I mean, literally, you know, he's going to be retrograde. This is last retrograde in the last of the air signs for him. He's been retrograde in only air signs this year. He's going to be retrograde in, um, he's going to be retrograde in Libra, and so he's going to go back. I want to say to 1010, which is so interesting because. 10, 10 10 wins, <laughs> yeah. And 10 10 is the date that Saturn, I think, is going direct. So it's I'll look it up like Pluto goes direct <laughs> on the 6th of October, Saturn on the 10th, Jupiter on the 17th, Mercury on the 18th, and then it's like bam mm-hmm. bam bam. Everything's going to start moving very quickly. Now, we still have Neptune, we still have Chiron, and we still have Uranus that are retrograde, but shit is gonna get fast moving. And so I really feel like once we get through that midpoint of October, I think we're like going to be moving towards the finish line of 2021 pretty rapidly because I think it's going to be like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Bam. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I I just can't believe that where we are. I can't believe how much time has gone by since you know march 16th or 13th or whatever it was when things shut down it was like suddenly it felt like time stood still yeah. and then boom here we are a year and a half later like, whew, like I, I just got shot through a portal and in the moment it felt like i was there forever and now i'm like oh it was just yesterday it's crazy crazy time stuff going on
1: yeah yeah i think the timelines for sure are speeding up for many of us slowing down for some of us um and i think the I think the velocity, like the changes in velocity of of time and space, I think it's a lot for people to handle in their energy fields. And I think that's why a lot of people are checking out. A lot of people are checking out through Neptune. <laughs> a lot, yeah. There's a lot of people that are not dealing with the shadow, right? Not dealing with the shadow. And, you know, like I said, five minutes of feel for the lifetime of freedom. It's, it's a, it's a, amazing trade off, but a lot of us aren't willing to make it because holding on to that pain is familiar and comfortable. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's something that kept us safe a really long time ago, and probably doesn't service any longer.
0: Right? Well, hopefully this mercury retrograde cycle will help with that too.
1: I agree. I think it will. I think it will. And I think mercury and Libra is all about finding your balance. And Mm -hmm. we're going through it now because he's moving through Libra but then when he goes back through Libra, we'll have an opportunity to really take a look at that stuff. And this is about relationships. Remember, Libra rules, the seventh house, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about relationships to other people. And also it, it also impacts the relationship to yourself because he's across, he's across from Aries, right? Libra's across from Aries. And so Aries is about your relationship to the self and it's on an axis with your relationship to other people. And so having mercury go through there with your perception, your communication, your understanding of other people, I think it's really gonna be an impactful mercury retrograde. And of course it's in an air sign. Um, I just think it's really gonna be an impactful couple of, like the next six weeks, I think are really gonna be impactful.
0: Yeah, I I don't disagree. Um, And I wonder if, He's going to roll back on to Chiron. I don't want to have to go through all looking.
1: He is Um, going to roll back on to Chiron.
0: (laughs) In opposition with Chiron. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think at the peak of this Mercury retrograde season, that we'll get a good chance to maybe, you know. Yeah. And to end up in an effort to restore balance, you know, or to be able to access the things that we want, you know, because Venus is about. What we value and how we value ourselves so that healing may be like oh i just healed a little bit and now i'm from a more harmonious balanced standpoint able to pursue things that i think i want or yeah i like that i like that energy and i,
1: and I really i really hope that because of this equinox mars is going to be conjunct the sun um mm. i really hope that and also medusa's in there too So they're kind of in a a little stellium up there with the sun at zero degrees of a Libra. You've got Mars at five and Medusa at nine. Medusa is transformation through fear and Medusa Mm. is opposing Chiron. So I do do think there's a tremendous opportunity for some serious healing um, for the collective at this time.
0: Yay. <laughs> I say that reluctantly, like, well, that sounds kind of heavy, but yeah. I think we're up for it. We're up to it. It'll be great. We've been in
1: training for this for a while. So I think, I think it's going to be good. I'm
0: excited. Yeah, I am too. I'm like apprehensive. It's, you know, I'm, <laughs> so my kids, like I said, they went back to school. My daughter experienced a lot of anxiety, so then I like my anxiety quadrupled because I, you know, I just want them to be happy. Happy. I just want them to be enjoying life. So when they suffer, I suffer tenfold. Um, But while they were at school, I got to say it was like I, I oscillated between being like, "Oh my god, I hope they're okay. Please don't get COVID and die," and "Oh my god, it's so quiet. Thank God." And then the, my next breath is, but don't count on this, Corey, because you never know how things are going to go. It's just like, shit, I feel guilty. I feel happy. I feel anxious. I feel all the things. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited maybe, about maybe, what's that. Maybe, uh,
1: these, maybe these emotional gymnastics are allowing you to find your new balance, your new Libra le- balance, maybe. Go
0: you know what? I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take
1: that, Yeah 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 i don't want to discount that though corey because i can only i mean i don't have babies but if i had to send my dogs to school um i would be like i would be terrified (laughs) i mean i know it's not really impacting animals but i love these guys and if something happened to them because i had to send them away from my home that would be devastating
0: yeah well there's there's a lot there too because it's like um You know, I got a lot of stuff in Capricorn, so I feel responsible for everything, and that's part of my trauma is taking responsibility for everything. Um, So you know, it's like
1: (sighs) and don't don't discount that you've got Pluto, even though he's retrograde. He's just like he's just been bulldozing your moon for
0: yes, ever yeah, forever. Um, Yeah, it's it's. you know, feeling like, okay, if, if I were a better mom, then my kids wouldn't need to go to school because they would be able to have all the things I could just provide it to them and keep them safe. It's just, you know, and I know that at least I'm not alone. I know, I know, I understand that, but don't tell my subconscious mind. So anywho, I'm doing everything that I can do to keep them safe. You know, I've, spending way too much time in my car driving them to and from school because i don't want them in the little plague bus um you know they they wear masks they they shower they know the the hygiene good hygiene it's like they're both vaccinated which freaks me a little bit but it's like do i feel safer yeah i do a little bit if there's long-term effects we'll deal with them then you know what am i going to do but Ugh. I hate well, I'm it. <laughs> you, I
1: know. I'm wishing you guys all the best, and the kids, for the kids
0: as well. And selfish Corey is really happy to have some quiet time so I can do my writing and my work, and I'm really happy. And I shouldn't feel selfish about it, but I do. Damn it, I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> We're all a work in progress. That's for mm-hmm. sure. And
0: mm-hmm. the tree doesn't. End.
1: You know, I always, I always remember when I started working in the workplace, and. There's always somebody older than you has authority over you or is like a manager to your manager. There's always somebody who you have to go through. And I kept thinking, I can't wait until I'm that person, but it never ends. There's always somebody no. else.
0: Always. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how I would feel if I actually got into the position of being the extreme overlord.
1: Uh. Uh, I, I was a vice president, uh, at one point in my career. And which is, I, I really, really worked hard for that. And then when I got there, I just did not enjoy it.
0: I didn't know. "What was thinking
1: Yeah. And so uh. when I took a step back, I took a step back consciously took a step back to a, a lower position to a director level position. And I still, I, I resent that when people talk to you, like, you know, cause it's like, I used to be vice president. I don't need to take your crap. But I realized that that structure is there for a reason. And I can understand that there are a lot of challenges that that person has to deal with that I know I used to have to deal with too. And I don't have to deal with those yeah. things anymore. So it's like, pff, water off my back. Yeah, whatever, sorry, pal. So it's like, I don't have to take this job home with me. That's your job, so have fun, yeah, 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 that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but it's nice because then you can bring that perspective of being like, but I understand your position, friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you're still a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me what to do listen i respect you but
1: yeah but now i'm at that interesting gap in life where the people who are becoming the overlords are younger than me and that is oh. a, that is an interesting perspective to, to yes because yeah, there's part I of me thinking yeah you have the authority but you know what um better hope that works out because if not yeah you know Good luck with that. Listen
0: here, youngster. Yeah, I had a friend once that was significantly younger than me, and she was always like, but it's not about how much time you've been here. It's about your experience. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But also, it's about how much time you've been here. (laughs) There's a lot to be said for the accumulation of wisdom. Anywho, on that note.
1: True, but in, in an astrological sense, one of the things I always tell myself, particularly when I'm reading for someone and they, you know, spout off some, some, Ridiculous, you know, philosophy that they've come to on their own because they're so intelligent at such a young age. Um, you realize that is part of their journey. And mm-hmm. those, you know, they will come into aspect, astrological aspect that will hone them and change them and mold them and shape them and give them new experiences. And so sometimes it's kind of like when you're a parent, I'm obviously not a parent, but I see my friends do this all the time with their kids, young kids or even adult children. And it's just like, they just have to figure that it's just something they're gonna have to figure out for themselves. I've given them all the tools, but then sometimes you just gotta let them experience that because that's part of their path.
0: Yes, there's been lots of times yeah lots of times with my oldest he was like why can't why can't you tell you know I need you to explain this to me and it's like I I can't you have to have some experience before you'll even remotely understand like I I can't explain it to you you have to have the experience
1: but he's such a buddha child anyway he was always got like a little baby buddha when he was
0: little yeah
1: he's He's a a a very he's a very wise old soul in a young man's body i think maybe
0: well he's got that water chine with his moon sun and rising so which i'm like i'm so sorry (laughs) i'm so So, sorry good luck with that
1: yes but he's 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 delicious i will
0: say that He's he's a delicious soul he is a little pumpkin yeah all right is there anything anything before we close no
1: You've said pumpkin, yeah. so I think we're good.
0: <laughs> so oh, on
1: I'm that, fall. I'm, I'm so excited for fall this year. I'm so excited. I've even decorated.
0: Oh, fun! Yeah, I'm going to decorate for fall this weekend. Also, I haven't in years, but like I've got all these fall decorations, and it's like either use them or lose them. Because yeah. and so I'm going to use them, and when I pack them up, I might lose them. I don't know. We'll see. It's
1: okay. <laughs> I just love that yeah. you're doing. I just love that you're doing that. I love it.
0: Yeah yeah i'm I'm excited about it so and and i'm excited for you having your first fall in a new place that's always fun are there a lot of deciduous trees where you are
1: there are and um we already have some leaves falling they're not changing but uh typically i usually used to come here and visit in october and typically in the middle of october it it looks like it looks like you're in vermont it's very very beautiful here
0: Oh, well, I'm looking forward to you sharing pictures of that.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I can't even tell you. Um, I'm so excited to go to the pumpkin patch and I mean, just all the things I love. I just love fall. I love it. I can't wait for trick or treaters. We actually might have some in this neighborhood. So I'm very excited about that. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to get the dog costumes out and dress the dogs up because I love that crap. <laughs> i'm the crazy dog lady who dresses her dogs up and um yeah i'm excited i'm very excited i'm excited for you thank you
0: well cool on that note i hope everybody has a good um pisces full moon i hope everybody enjoys may mavon is what i've called it forever um and then we'll be back in a couple of weeks with what's next and until then i'm cory hawkins
1: and i'm jennifer fox
0: And y'all stay curious.